بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب إله العالمين بالقاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعجل فرجهم Respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته It's an honor to be amongst you with another episode of Unraveling Dua Al-Ahad this is our seventh episode that I have the honor to be amongst you. In the last episode, we talked about briefly and we started talking about the covenant and pledging of allegiance with the Imam of our time every day. Uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know of this in our dua, where we read in this amazing dua, dua al Ahad, Allahumma inni ujaddu lahu fi sabihati yawmi hadha. وما عشت من أيامي أحدا وعقدا وبيعة له في عنقي لا أحول عنها ولا أزول أبدا والله I update to him in the beginning of this day and throughout the days of lifetime a pledge, a covenant and allegiance to which I commit myself and from which I neither convert nor change so if you remember we talked about it in the previous episode and the previous podcast that whatever we are doing and we are hoping to do during the time of the reappearance we must be acting upon those deeds today how i would how would i act differently if i was in the tent of imam al-mahdi sharif well you and i we have the way that we will behave it will be completely different as far as our salah, as far as our aqidah, as far as our morality, and so on and so forth. If we see ourselves in the present of Imam al-Mahdi every second, how would we act differently? So that's the way we should be acting right now during his occultation. Why? Because if you remember, we talked in the first episode, our Imam is Imamun Hayyun Hadirun Nadir. He's alive, he's present, and he's observing everything that we do. Am I truthful when I say I'm willing to sacrifice everything that I have for him? Well, we want to sacrifice everything when he reappears. Well, right now, in preparation for that time, we need to sacrifice whatever we have for the sake of Imam al-Mahdi, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of deen. Well, how much of that sacrifice is happening right now in my life and in your life, brothers and sisters? Whatever we are thinking to do during the time of his reappearance, we must practice it now and act upon it. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah At-Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 105, Allah says, Go on working. Allah will see your conduct his and his apostle, meaning Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi and the faithful as well, which we believe according to our narrations uh, uh, from the lives of the Imams of Ahlul Bayt that during the era of every Imam, that Imam will be observing every act that we do. I was talking with a sister convert uh, who, mashallah, had a very beautiful hijab and uh, she uh, also wears niqab uh, 
And she was telling me the reason why she is uh, wearing niqab in America as a convert. And mashallah, very proper hijab. She told me that we were sitting with her and her husband and my family. She was telling me that, well, I do think that Imam al-Mahdi is watching everything that I do, everywhere that I go. If he walk past me and sees me, how do I want to show myself to him? How do I present myself to him? So I have to be very careful as far as my hijab is concerned, which is very valid. Well, according to again, Surah At-Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 105, Imam al-Zaman, Imam al-Zaman, sees everything that I do. He knows about every small little things that I do. So I have to be very careful. So renewing this covenant and allegiance with Imam al-Mahdi every day morning requires sacrifice daily. This dua reminds us of our allegiance and covenant to the Imam of our time. Sacrifice in what sense? Sacrificing our time, our potential, our wealth, our energy, our family, whatever we have for the sake of deen, religion of Islam, for the sake of Imam al-Mahdi and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much are am I how much am I willing to sacrifice? Where verbally we read this dua and in action we have to and we must get ready. The one who reads this dua, their prayers are on time. They pay their khums. When it comes to all of their wajibad, they act upon all of them and they abstain from all the sins. Because again, they are preparing themselves for the reappearance. This is part of the covenant. This is part of the allegiance. Connecting with their near kin. Looking after the affairs of other believers. Trying to grant them their needs. Because the followers of Imam Zaman, Sharif, the Shia of Ahlul Bayt, were all brothers and sisters. As the Holy Quran states, we're all brothers and sisters. And we have to look after each other's affair. When I make uh, a believer happy, that I try to grant them their needs, be it financially, be it emotionally, be it whatever support I can provide, well, I'm making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy. I'm making Rasulullah happy. And I'm making Imam Zaman happy. So I must remind myself. So this, again, this covenant, this allegiance that I renew every day reminds me of my obligation toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and my obligations toward other uh, human beings. Again, by saving, serving other people during the occultation of Imam, one can gain the satisfaction of Imam al-Mahdi and make him happy. With this Pledge of Allegiance and this renewing of our covenant, we are telling Imam al-Mahdi after we remind ourselves and we send our salutation and salam and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send our salam and salawat to the Imam, we are getting ourselves ready to become a companion of Imam al-Mahdi. Why? Because Imam al-Mahdi, one of the reasons that's uh, that he's not amongst us as far as reappearance. I mean, he lives amongst us, but we cannot see him and we do not communicate with him and he's in occultation is due to the lack of companions who can defend him, who can support him and who can carry out his tasks. I'll bring in a couple of examples from the life of the previous imams, which unfortunately history repeats itself and we can see the same reason why it happened in the past is happening right now 
That is why our 12th Imam is in the occultation. And Sudair al-Sayrafi. Sudair al-Sayrafi was one of the companions of Imam al-Sadr He came to Imam al-Sadr and he told him, why didn't you rise? There is war between Bani Umayyah and Bani Abbas and you have a lot of Shia. And by God, if Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, had this much Shia and Ansar and this much companions and followers, nobody would be able to get near him. Imam al-Sadr asked him, how many do you think I have Shia and followers that are willing to stand by me and defend me and willing to sacrifice themselves for the sake of this deen? قلت he said, I told him, Imam, you have 100,000 Shia and followers and companions. Imam said, are you sure? 100,000? Uh, so they said, no, actually, 200,000. 200,000. Imam said, 200,000? Of course, yes, 200,000. When this for dunya, half of the world, Imam didn't say anything. Then Imam told him, well, let's get on a ride. They prepared two rides and they went out of the city and then they got to a place Imam told them how about we come down here and pray and then they came down and they prayed and Imam told him Ya Sudair لو كان لي شيعة بعدد هذه الجداء ما وسعني القعود Imam al said if I had the amount of these goats that this shepherd has if I had this many Ansar this many companion this many Shia I couldn't sit anymore. And then Imam left. He said, I counted those goats. They were only 17 goats or 17 sheep. That's it. Imam said, well, true followers, true Shia, who is pledging allegiance with me and who, again, remembers all of his obligation and he acts upon all of his obligations toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he acts upon all of his obligations toward other Mu'mineen and Mu'minat and other human being. Well, I don't have that many. It's only 17. If I had, I would have gone to war. I would have rise. Is this only during time of Imam Sadr alayhi salam? So Imam didn't have 17 people. Well, during time of Imam Hassan al-Mushtaba alayhi salam, the same thing. Where he did not have even handful of people going into the narration. Handful, less than 10 people who will defend him, who will support him, who will stand by him, and they are willing to, again, sacrifice everything they have for the sake of the Imam. He didn't have it. Going back to Imam Ali alayhi salam, starting from Imam Ali alayhi salam onward, all the Imams, what they lacked was true companions, true Shia, true followers. Imam Ali alayhi salam didn't have a handful of people. He said, if I had 40 people, 40 people, I would have taken the Khilafah back. He didn't have it. Imam Hussain, they wrote to him, more than 18,000 people from Kufa, they wrote him letters that we want you to come and we will be there for you. Well, Imam Hussain sent his uh, ambassador, Mustafa ibn Aqil, and we see within history how 18,000 people betrayed Muslim ibn Aqil and they left him alone and that caused his martyrdom. And from those 18,000 people, the only amount of people that they were there with Imam Hussein alayhi salam, they were maximum, maximum, according to historians, well, we have 72, 84 people, only they were 150 people 
they were there to defend Imam Hussein alayhi salam and we know about the martyr of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. So the same thing is happening right now. That is why Imam al-Mahdi ajalallah ta'ala farajul sharif he's not amongst us as far as reappearance, as far as us to be able to communicate with him. Well, that's the problem that we have to see and we have to see how to fix it. So Imam al-Mahdi ajalallah ta'ala farajul sharif is waiting for committed people who are willing again to pledge allegiance to him and they're willing to defend him with whatever they have. How that happens? Number one, by dua, reading dua, this dua daily. And number two, being able to again act upon all the obligations that we have. Another hadith, An Abdul Azim ibn Abdullah al-Hasani, one of the companions of Imam al-Jawad and Imam al-Hadi alayhi salam, he said to uh, Imam al-Jawad alayhi salam, that I'm hoping that you are one of, the, you are Qa'im min Ahl Bayt Muhammad, the one who will fill the earth with justice and tranquility, same way that has been filled with corruption and chaos. Imam replied to him, all of us we are Qa'im, but the one that Allah will purify the earth from disbelief and all the chaos, it will be uh, Imam al-Mahdi ajallallahu ta'ala farajul sharif. وَيَغِيبُ عَنْهُمْ شَخْصُهُ Imam Jawad alayhi salam prepared us that he will be going into occultation and people won't be able to see him in presence. And his name is after the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. And everything hard will become easy when he reappears. Then Imam reads this verse that Aynama Takunu Yatibikumullah Jamian. Wherever you are, Allah will bring you all together. He talked about the companions of Imam al Mahdi, those three hundred thirteen, when they get ready and do to that against within another hadith, Imam said, and also in this hadith, Min Ahl al Ikhlas, Adharallah Amra. When this group of 313 people are completed and they are ready, those who read this dua, those who were truthful in pledging allegiance with the Imam, those who were really, really serious and genuine, Imam says, فَإِذَا كَمُلَ لَهُ الْعَقْدِ If this 313 is completed, they're ready, and Imam will reappear. And then, he will wait for 10,000 people to join him. This will be their second circle. So the first circle will be 313 and the second circle will be 10,000 soldiers. Allah will, by the command of Allah and by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will start his mission leaving Mecca uh, toward uh, Medina and Iraq. Uh, and then he will be people who will fight him for six to eight months, basically in different narrations, he will fight to get uh, haq back and the truth back, and whatever has been, uh, whatever has been deviated, and whoever has been deviated from people, Imam will bring them back, and he will introduce the religion of Islam the way that Rasulullah brought it, not with all these culture things that has influenced us. So, when I read this segment of this dua I should remind myself every day and that's the affirmation that I have every day morning that my pledge of allegiance is with the Imam 
as much as shaitan wants me to pledge allegiance to him, as much as shaitan wants me to be deviated, no, my pledge of allegiance, I will renew this covenant and I will renew this allegiance with Imam al-Mahdi and I'm committed and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Action plan that comes to my mind will be every day. I really do think about this. Every day I do one thing sincerely for Imam al-Mahdi whatever that act might be. My salah on time that uh, I could have missed my salah being on time. I could have delayed three, four hours and I was in a kind of an awkward situation. But I say, Imam al-Mahdi, because of my pledge of allegiance with you and that's what you want from me, I will pray one prayer, my prayer on time. And because of you, Imam Mahdi, I will abstain myself from committing sin. So one sin every day, I will abstain myself. One sin, one sin, slowly, slowly, we'll get to two sins and three sins and five sins. I abstain myself from those sins and I act upon wajibat. First and foremost, it's very important. Sometimes people get into a lot of mustahabat, but they forget their wajibat and obligatory acts. No, recommended acts are good after we have done our obligatory acts. And same thing, makruhat, not recommended. Some people, they don't they don't act upon their non-recommended uh, because they say, well, it's makruh, but when it comes to haram, it becomes easy for them. No, first, all the forbidden acts, we stay away from it. And then we act upon all the wajibat, again, toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and toward other people. That shows that whatever I said in this dua, I am practicing it. I am putting it. I'm scrolling down my phone and I see something haram. I make sure I go quickly and I close my eyes so I make sure I don't see haram. I don't hear haram. I don't say haram because every haram is stopping me from reaching the level of becoming one of the companions of Amal Mahdi. Every sin we have to think of it that is holding me back. And as we uh, mentioned within previous episodes and previous lectures that maybe Imam al-Mahdi is waiting for one more companions and he has 312. He's waiting for one more companions for him to bring peace, tranquility, stop all this bloodshed and chaos in this world and fill it with love and peace. Well, he's waiting for one more individual. This one sin of mine is holding me back. So you see, if I abstain myself from these sins, how much I'm making the Imam of my time happy and I get closer to become one of his companion. Let us conclude with again the segment that Allah, I update to him in the beginning of this day, not only this day and throughout the days of my life, a pledge, a covenant, an allegiance to which I commit myself and from which I neither convert nor change. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us to bring the teachings of this dua and the teachings of Ahl Bayt and the Holy Quran into our life and to help us and to give us tawfiq to abstain ourselves from sins and act upon wajibat by the blessing of salawat ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad wa ajjil farajahum.